For accurate context, please note that this program was recorded on April 7, 2021, in the earliest stages of what grew into a much more devastating second wave of COVID-19 in India, the measure of which the participants could not have been aware of at the time of production. Hello and welcome. Amplify Music Communities is an extension of our Amplify Music Conference in which we take a journey around the world to visit with leaders within the music ecosystems in various cities, regions, states, and countries. Our aim is to have the conversation about what's happening at the ground level in these communities and to look ahead as to what's shaping the future of their music economies. Today, we chat with four music economy leaders from India, Leading us is music journalist Amit Goraksani. Amit, welcome and take it away. Thanks, Tom. Welcome, everybody, to the India session. And uh, we've got a great panel for you guys. Uh, our panelists today cover every aspect of the Indian music industry, from the label side to the live side, from artist management to education, and from the mainstream to the independent side. So I'm going to start off by basically just asking our panelists to introduce themselves. They all do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I think we can go in alphabetical order. We have Anirudh Bhuleti, who is the team lead at Big Bad Wolf, one of the leading artist management companies in India. We have Ritnika Nayan, who does a whole bunch of things, but is probably best known as the director of market development CD Baby in, of CD Baby in India and also runs Music Gets Me High, her own company. And last, about, and last but not least, we have Tarsim Mittal, who is the founder of TM Ventures, which is basically this umbrella company for uh, a whole bunch of other companies that he runs that basically do everything from uh, artist management to uh, live events, music conferences. They have a label, they have a publication. So I'm just going to ask you guys to, you know, tell us what you do. Uh, we can start in the same order I introduced you guys, Anirudh. Um, hi guys. Um, so I lead the music side of things at Big Bad Wolf. Um, I personally look into artist management for um, an artist called Pratik Kohar. Um, there's a couple of singer-songwriters in Anushka Maski um, and Kamakshi Khanna. And I sort of work across the business in terms of strategy for what can be done with music in general um, at Big Bad Wolf. Great. Ritnika? Oh, hi, guys. I'm Ritnika. I, <clears throat> I am the director of market development for CD Baby, and I am also the India rep for all downtown music holding companies, which include Fuga, Song Trust, Dashgo, and <laughs> various others. Besides that, I do have my own music company called MGMH, or Music Gets Me High. Under that, we've been managing artists for many years, lots of bookings, music festivals, tours like Guns N' Roses India tour. Uh, I have a rehearsal studio and I also have set up India's only music business certification course. So education is a big part of what we do now as well. Super. Tarsim. My name is Tarsim. I uh, uh, run various businesses in music and entertainment, uh, uh, starting from artist management to consultancy, to running, a plat running an IP division, uh, uh, to run a music uh, information portal and a music label. Uh, so that's what it is. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so as you can, everybody can tell, you guys basically do it all. So, uh, you know, 
it's been exactly a little over a year since the pandemic really hit india and i suppose everybody's like uh it just seems like it's that movie groundhog day <laughs> where we're sort of going to the same thing over and over again and uh but you know for the music industry which has been one of the most impacted uh for you guys i mean when we sort of inching towards what i hate this term new normal like i think it's more like new abnormal you know uh what are some of the challenges do you foresee uh you know when we're sort of going back to you know how to some semblance of what it used to be before and you know i think in some parts of india at least we're already seeing gigs happen it just seems weird it's not like you know they aren't uh, case counts are pretty high in those areas but you're seeing a lot of gigs like large scale independent gigs happening in those uh, cities whereas in some cities you know like uh, for instance in uh, mumbai where tasim and i live we've just gone into a uh, stringent lockdown again so uh, yeah but first up i just wanted to ask you you know when you sort of look at like what is what is the status for you right now in terms of the artists that you work with uh and you know uh, in the fields that you work with like what is the situation right now and what are the challenges you see uh you know facing when we finally get back i suppose uh you know to business as usual or business as unusual yeah aritna can you want to start sure i mean i think i mean things were looking up for a bit <laughs> because everything was opening up and we had some gigs happening and now with the lockdowns you know I really don't think this year at least we're going to be anywhere close to normal you know mm-hmm. we might have waves where we'll do a bunch of you know little gigs and then go back and then do a little gigs and go back because till everybody is vaccinated till you know till our country kind of gets their shit together mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we we're not really going to be able to kind of get back to that and I mean when it comes to things like do luckily I don't do too much of live you know mm-hmm. I do a lot of bookings which obviously are not happening and the other big thing is obviously Sula Fest which is something I consult on and uh, mm-hmm. that's all it's the last scale festival god knows when that's going to happen you know so the bigger yeah. festivals are definitely not going to be able to come back I have a studio studios kind of running cuz people are playing gigs but once the gigs stop mm-hmm. the studio stops <laughs> so I don't mm-hmm. really know think we're going to go back to anything normal for a while yeah and when when the kind of gigs that you are seeing taking place right now i mean are you seeing uh, for instance any sort of uh, like uh, protocols being followed yeah i mean i have i mean you know everybody insists that you have to wear a mask or no entry even a place like goa where they have big mm-hmm. raves happening you know they mm-hmm. all claim wow. on the flyer mm-hmm. no mask no entry but you know once you're in a gig you're going to have a drink you're going to eat food you're not going to be able to wear a mask you know mm-hmm. and and there are you know if there are enough people there <laughs> it's going to get crowded so we are going to spread the disease so that's mm-hmm. the problem you know there's you either you do shows without any drinks when nobody's going to show up you know so that's the problem how do you drink and eat at a at a mm-hmm. gig or at an event and still you know be safe and what about social distancing i mean a rave and social distancing just don't sound yeah, like they go to together i have not together. i have not seen social distancing at any any venue any rave any party that i've gone to in the last two months there is no such okay. thing as social distancing so basically gigs are happening i mean they're happening on their own sort of and uh, they're on sort of way we don't know how the legal implications of whether this is like really 
you know, whether they're sort of following on paper. Yes, it seems to be by the book, but like when you get there, it may not be the same thing. Anirudh, I mean, you work with uh, Pratik Uhar, is one of the biggest independent artists in the country. Uh, I don't think Pratik has done any gigs yet, has he? Uh, we have we've taken a strong call to not do any on-ground events till this thing subsides. Um, but you mentioned also, Kamakshi, I mean, who who also has done a couple, right? Kamakshi, the other singer-songwriter that you do manage. Correct. So she yeah. actually did a gig, which was part of Casa Bacardi, which happened in Delhi, um, mm. which was put together by the guys at Homegrown. Um, and they've tried to follow social distancing. They do all the various standards, which is like mm. get you to get tested, which is like, mm. I mean, temperature checks and everybody wearing a mask. But just like what Ritnika said, once you're in a venue, it's a little hard. You can try and distance the artist from people and whatever, but venues in India are really like bars and they're not really like venues per se as how it is in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little hard to say, hey, the artist has a separate space to hang out in. They're not going to interact with anybody. They're not going to click a photo with their fans or anybody that shows up to the t- to the gig. Um so we've sort of gone back into, and we actually did go ahead and confirm a couple of gigs for this month, last month when things were looking a little all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, very honestly, I mean, the truth is that it's too risky right now to have yourself put a gig out there. And I look at it from two perspectives. One perspective being that while every artist and everybody wants to make some money and wants to get back on their feet, which is the reason why you see all the gigs that are mm-hmm. happening happen. Um, it's also ethically a little incorrect, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to get get back out there. Um, so, I mean, that that's one big thing for me and for all of us at Big Bad Wolf um, on the gig side of things. Artists did get back to doing a few shows. Mm-hmm. Indian Ocean went and played a show in Bhopal, um, which was a drive-in gig. Um, so things like that have happened here and there but for the most part i mean everyone's going back into sort of like taking a moment before confirming on ground events for a while at least yeah and uh you know so obviously when indian ocean does the drive-in gig i mean that's something that not many cities can do because you don't have that kind of space or infrastructure in a lot of indian cities but when you talk about like say kamakshi doing how comfortable was she doing that gig you know what did she come back and she was actually really she was actually really nervous uh, doing the gig before the gig and then but after the gig she felt a little all right because she tried to stay away from people and not really hang out with everybody mm-hmm. at the gig but i mean it's a it's inevitable you know when you're at an event you're gonna bound you're bound to meet people here and there mm-hmm. um we did do one private event with prateek back in november uh in calcutta when mm-hmm. things seemed a little calmer but uh, he literally just showed up at the gig played the gig and left he didn't mm-hmm. really hang out with anyone, didn't click a single photo. He was very distant from the crowd. Um, but that's far and few, you know, for yeah. the majority of the independent community, at least, you know. Um, yeah. A lot of other artists, and then, because they don't really thrive off only private events, they do play club gigs, they do play a lot of those shows. And a lot of those shows are, um, you know, right now, going back into like taking a moment before confirming those those shows. Because... Um, safety comes first. We've all tried to stay safe for a whole year. So why are we going to risk it mm. for another six months? I mean, for another couple of gigs here and there. Mm. It's it's that, that, that big question that comes into our heads. Um, mm. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose the challenge seems to be that basically in India, it seems to be that there is no sort of midpoint, no, no midway. Like we all saw that gig in the UK where people had diesel boxes constructed and people were, you know, watching the gig from that box. But that doesn't seem like something that we can do here because I mean, like we've just gotten locked out again. Uh, people aren't wearing masks even on the street. Forget it, gigs. So, uh, you know, I suppose that's the I main think it's issue also that... human. I also think it's human nature by mm. by just who we are. Um, you know, we're not brought up by to be like the West. Where <laughs> I mean, very honestly, our upbringing is different, and um, it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's just it is different, you know. So, um, like in Australia, apparently, if you tell people to stand on the left, they will stand on the left, and that's what's going to happen in india you just can't do that mm-hmm. uh, they'll they'll fall in line in simple things like when i got on a flight for the first time in october everybody was following every single rule that was happening um by november that was out of the window already mm-hmm. so i mean people uh people don't like following rules all the time it's a, it's just what it is and um so it then it comes down to the individual themselves wanting to take the risk and wanting to actually do things you know um mm-hmm. from wearing a mask to wearing a face shield to sanitizing yourself to keeping distance from people to fnb services actually even following those rules i've been to restaurants which were following it then mm-hmm. stopped following it then i've gone back into following it so it has been a little bit of a hard year for them and for everybody in general yeah. um so every if every if someone finds an opportunity to make recover some of what they've lost in the last year they will try that and they're not wrong at trying that. But at the same time, I think it comes down now. It really does come down to ethics. And when you're seeing that the cases are rising, when you're seeing that everyone is getting infected, do we actually want to take that risk upon yourself Mm -hmm. to actually like put something out for allowing people to come to that event? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, while you may say that the first, the other, the end user is the one, who's taking that final decision. Mm. I also think it comes back to the artists themselves to who've actually put that gig up to actually like say, hey, mm. I've put up this gig. Um, now it's somebody else's responsibility whether they want to show up or not versus actually yeah. like, I won't do the gig in the first place, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, it's also the, the promoter and the artist, right? I mean, it's, it's uh, you're giving somebody a choice, they're going to take it. You know, Tarsan, you uh, come from a more mainstream uh perspective and you know you handle uh, you manage uh you know and do live for like a whole bunch of like really big artists marijit singh uh, you know the biggest playback singer in the country vishal shekhar you know all these guys uh it's obviously been slightly different for you because you do the really large scale stuff right so uh tell us a little bit about how you know basically this year has been so if you talk about challenges i'll i'll tell you two challenges one uh, challenge for the industry and the second challenge is for me personally uh, mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur uh, the industry challenge is that uh, we are a unique industry music industry uh, unlike the rest of the world uh, i don't know how many people know but uh, our total business uh, the total recorded music industry in india including all the 3000 plus music labels, all the artists, everybody put together, regional, international, domestic, it's about 150 to $200 million. Okay. Yeah. Which is, which is very, very low. 
uh, why I'm sharing this number and this information so that you understand that we are not dependent, uh, the artist or the community is not dependent on the uh, recorded revenue. They are majorly dependent on live gigs. Okay, If you ask any random artist, uh, the overall or the average uh, earning of all the artists put together will be 70% on uh, live about 10 to 15% on social media and digital engagements, and about 10% in studio, and about 5% uh, on rights and uh, you know money which they receive from IPRS or anywhere else. Yeah. So IPRS now, is our uh, collection society. Collection society, yeah. yeah uh, all yeah. the all the kind of rights. So mm. the dependence on live gigs is too much. You know, it's almost 70%. In that 70% as well, if you look at the uh, uh, ratio, the majority is private and corporate gigs. It is not the ticketed concerts. Yeah. Okay. The majority is private and corporate gigs. It, it might be different for different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be different for Arijit who doesn't do private and corporate, but he is one of the case or Pratik Kuhar. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody who is in the top of their game, they can decide to do this. But majority of the artists would play uh, private and corporate gigs. And uh, then you will have college shows or festivals. Ticketed concerts don't contribute more than five to seven percent, any which ways. Okay, so even if the ticketed concerts don't happen for one year, it's not going to make a diff- a lot of difference to the artist's life. To be very honest, the private and corporate shows are the shows which makes the majority of difference. So as an industry, when the lockdown started, March, April, May, June, it was zero completely. Uh, there were only very very few digital gigs, uh, which you call. Uh, which were happening, very, very few. Uh, then when the lockdown was lifted and there was a limit of 50 people, these gigs started somehow. Okay, And uh, some people were getting uh, gigs, especially the ones uh, who charges less. Uh, it started happening August, September. By November, uh, it was full blown. You, know, you would see artists uh, traveling left, right and center. Okay, and there was a lot of gigs happening. A lot of business was uh, uh, going on because the limit was increased to two hundred and fifty percent of the venue capacity. That it is still uh, as per the state. So while Bombay is under lockdown or Delhi is under lockdown or you have limit, the gigs are happening in Chandigarh. Gigs yeah. are happening in east uh, of India. Gigs are happening in the south of India. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but if I give you a, a overall percentage for the industry. I would say if there was a hundred rupees revenue in a normal time last mm-hmm. year, it was zero for the first three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it started growing, and it reached to a point of about thirty to thirty-five percent of normal. Okay, okay. Uh, last month, if I would have, you would have said, it has gone back now again. Mm-hmm. So this is the industry challenge, which is uh, very complicated. Now, somebody who has made a lot of money, uh, artist to artist they can survive this because they have other investments, uh, money coming from, but the majority of artists, like 80% of the artists and musicians, like who are playing with somebody, Mm -hmm. sound engineers and, you know, a lot of other people, they're in a bad shape. They are Mm -hmm. still in a bad shape uh, because they are not able to survive their livelihood. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people have left music, started, uh, you know, different kind of business. Somebody's consulting, somebody's doing real estate. Somebody has started a you know store, or somebody has moved to their hometowns. Mm-hmm. This is the industry status, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, 
the biggest challenge which we are facing is uh, financial management mm-hmm. uh, because as a company uh, uh, we host about 80 to 100 uh, team members mm-hmm. and uh, the truth is that our uh, although we will we are doing many many businesses but the majority of our revenue also comes from life yeah you know uh, most of our other businesses are passion driven mm-hmm. you know they are not uh, finance driven whether it is running a festival or doing a music conference or running a music portal or running a music label you know all of it uh, do not necessarily give you earning the earning comes from live gigs so uh, last year was fortunate for us uh, to be honest that we were somehow uh, able to focus on some uh, new opportunities Mm-hmm. which we have never done like influencer marketing uh, mm-hmm. i have personally consulted a few brands uh, for their various requirements mm-hmm. uh, in the music and outside music industry as well so somehow we could manage our finances mm-hmm. uh, but still it's a very difficult spot to be in you know yeah uh, and i don't even know what is going to happen this year this financial year yeah uh, uh, so uh, it's not that we didn't try our team really really put in a lot of efforts mm-hmm. and uh, we have also put in a lot of efforts to ensure that everybody is not just financially secure mm. they are mentally also secure because a lot of depression anxiety and uh, unwanted feelings you know if you if you own a home and if you have a few yeah. crore rupees lying in your bank account i mean you would not have that anxiety but understand yeah. from the perspective of a person who's making 20 30000 bucks or 50000 bucks yeah. uh, in india and staying in a city like bombay or delhi and uh, suddenly he is or she is not sure whether this salary is going to hit hit next month yeah. or not if if he or she is out of job they are not sure that they will get another job right now mm-hmm. you know uh, for some people it has been a boost especially who were in the social media and digital space mm-hmm. because that business has grown uh, yeah. you know uh, uh, so any artist who was big on social media any company who was big on social media and digital uh, any a person who has the knowledge of social media and digital their business has actually grown mm-hmm. so uh, for some people it has come as a uh, you know a benefit as well but uh, personally the biggest challenge again uh, to sum it up is the financial management mm-hmm. uh, yeah. i can hold it for i mean i can i can wait for it it's okay i mean everybody is facing a problem in the mm-hmm. world and uh, i feel the live gigs is the last priority for any government anywhere in the world mm-hmm. so yeah. if you were the prime minister of our country or i mean any one of us uh, what would we prioritize more people mm-hmm. having food and shelter or people uh, enjoying gigs uh, yeah gigs can never be a priority of any mm-hmm. uh, country i mean we can push for it some gigs might happen but it'll never be a priority unfortunately we don't have a policy which we were talking offline we don't have a policy of uh, helping musicians or yeah. helping the industry yeah. folks that's a that's something which is wrong i mean uh, and we should definitely do something about it yeah but, i mean uh, i think yeah that's that's a major issue right i mean there's nothing we are not recognized the music industry is really given the step you know a uh, step child treatment and we don't really get there's no government support i mean there's no like unlike in the uk where <laughs> for example you know where there the, you can actually go and get some benefits uh, you know because you don't have any income even though you you know as a freelance musician we don't have anything like that here and we saw a few little initiatives happen during the initial months uh, you know ritnika i mean for you you teach uh, aspiring 
music business people, aspiring you know musicians, uh, with this uh, music business management course that you conduct. I mean, what is the sort of uh, feeling right now? I mean, obviously these guys are doing this course. They want to go out there, start their careers. You know, um, I mean, it obviously it's a strange time to sort of like you know be preparing yourself to enter the music industry. Yeah, I mean, so uh, the course we obviously from a physical course we had to move to a digital course, which was good and bad because more people could attend. But I, I kind of like that personal connection. You know, it kind of gets gets tiring after that. But the kind of people that attend the course are basically three types. One is one are artists who want to further mm-hmm. their career. The other is our established industry people. So I've had people from like Universal Music and mm-hmm. things like that who are working in the industry, but they want to expand their knowledge, you know. And then there are those who want to get into the industry, whether as a, you know, whether as an artist, as an artist manager, booking agent, whatever. The artists, you know, I guess it works for them because they can still apply certain aspects of the course, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's publishing, whether it's digital, obviously things like tour plans and all that cannot be executed, but they can still gain out of that. People in the industry, again, you know, it's a, a value add. The biggest issue is for the people who want to get into the business. You know, it all depends on where they want to get in. You know, mm-hmm. it's surprisingly a lot of companies have been hiring, you know, because I, ov- I obviously like try to connect mm-hmm. people. So music companies have been hiring. It just depends on what field you want to get into. Mm-hmm. If you want to get into digital, if you want to get into one a, a platform or a label or something like that. There are still opportunities, but if you want to do touring or put on a music festival, which is what most of us kind of dream of doing yeah, when you yeah. get into the industry, that is not happening. And, you mm. know, my course, like part of the course was we will help you get an internship. Mm. I haven't done that last year because I can't guarantee that, you know, there's mm. no way I can help because there's nothing happening. You know, mm. usually I would place them at music festivals or management companies for a month mm. and, you know, what happens. So that's yeah. basically the challenge. Yeah, uh, and you know, Tarasim, you brought the, you brought this up and uh, about digital marketing and how that sort of become such a uh, a big aspect of uh, musicians' careers. So, if we want to look at the bright side, certainly, what have the been the sort of positive aspects of what's happened? Uh, I think one of the things that we've all seen is that artists are finally looking at their careers from a little wider scope, looking you know that it's not just about live and you can't really depend on live. And we saw a lot of them, for example, start teaching online courses, uh, you know, um, like Anirudh, uh, some of your artists, I mean, okay, I, I mean, talk about the range because you have somebody like a Pratik Puhar who is right at the top, who obviously doesn't need to worry about too much about not doing too many live gigs. He can do one influencer marketing campaign and be set. Uh, but we talk about the younger artists that you work with, you know, how have they navigated this whole uh experience of being primarily dependent on live music and now uh, so i mean from a from a from a revenue point of view i mean mm-hmm. just like what tarsim said it's very obvious mm-hmm. um we've all we've all been hit very hard on the live side of things it's mm-hmm. not and yeah pratik can go into an influencer campaign mm-hmm. but it's nowhere near what he would do or a digital mm-hmm. gig but mm-hmm. it's nowhere near what it would be for an on ground event mm-hmm. both from an experience point of view as well as from an impact point of view as well mm-hmm. as from a revenue point of view it goes across the board mm-hmm. um there is a, in the kind of artists that what has happened though is that we've noticed that uh, the artists have actually focused a lot more on the music and i think ritnika mm-hmm. could probably uh, talk about that as well yeah. i mean 
independent artists have released a lot of music in the last mm-hmm. year especially artists who could produce from home especially mm-hmm. singer songwriters uh simply because it log- logistics are a lot easier for mm-hmm. them you know um and also for the fact that they actually got down to doing it um mm-hmm. you know like a lot of them were just trying to like make ends meet run around play a corporate gig here play a club gig here um put together four shows in a year kamakshi actually did pretty well the year before that um just because we actually like hustled together to do a bunch of uh, corporate gigs a bunch of like festivals a bunch of club gigs um and we made a she made some money um but the truth is that from a live side of from a live side point of view the younger artists are not really making too much money um there's been a lot more interest though on the digital side of things from them as well as from brands as well wanting to do smaller activations with them which has been really interesting um where brands are reaching out to them to do not the typical influencer marketing sort of things but sort of like can you flip an anthem or can you go and you know like create a reel for something or can you uh do a cover of a particular song in a particular way um and things like that that have actually become interesting sort of advents um i mean the platforms have been supportive in whatever way they can be whether it's instagram launching reels mm-hmm. youtube starting shorts um so from a digital point of view it's been a very busy year mm-hmm. um kamakshi for example actually i think collaborated with more people whether it was through originals or covers and wrote more music in 2020 than she's ever written in her life i think uh but when it comes to from a revenue point of view it's definitely nowhere near um yeah. what it was the year before so yeah yeah and you said something really interesting when we were talking a little bit ahead you said that uh basically the hope is that she's been releasing all this music she's been building a fan base uh you know uh, online and that when she actually now goes out to play gigs again in a more full fledged fashion she'll get fans like actual fans who know those songs uh you know and coming to the gigs uh so the hope is that eventually more people will show up for these gigs because they're familiar with her music because she, merely because she's just released so much more of it and it has sort of got a decent amount of traction online the thing i want to say share some stats with us like i know that you said that yes last year was like a record year in terms of the number of releases that cd baby took out in india right mm-hmm. like yeah. how many it was like uh, oh i mean i'm trying to remember but i mean we definitely i mean the, <laughs> the like i remember i asked you when you said that i can't share numbers but i can tell you the percent percentage or something like that and you said it was like increased yeah, like, like i mean uh, india like last year my my territory uh, had like a 600% growth from the previous year so yeah, maybe that's, that's mad a, i don't know <laughs> but uh, no but like honestly when we it's funny you know when we first went into lockdown all over the world a lot of people were like, we have nothing to do now for the next couple of months till we figure out what our plan was yeah. for me march till like i'm going to say till november actually october was hectic like you know i can't i have never been so overworked in my life and i'm like what's yeah. going on because all over the world people were just releasing music because there was nothing mm. else to do yeah. and um because of that we had to actually hire more people internationally if cd baby just to speed up everything because there was so many releases coming yeah. up so oh, i mean people have definitely you know i that's a good thing i guess about covid is that mm. artists are learning different revenue sources and it may not just be revenue but different ways to expand their career it's not just 
money, right? It's also mm. how to get, you know, getting your music out there, figuring out publishing, figuring out YouTube, figuring out social mm. media. You know, these things matter. And yeah. this is sort of like a blessing in disguise. At least they've paid attention to it. How long it lasts, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, at least this has given them something to, you know, broaden themselves or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you haven't... Mentioned all the various things that you do, but uh, you know you have uh, truly musical, which is the live side. You also do something called truly comical, which is uh, you know uh, stand-up comedy. I, I, and I wanted to just maybe touch upon how whether that's been any different. And like you mentioned, you have a portal which is called Music Plus. You run India's largest music conference called All About Music, which had a very successful virtual edition last year, which you sort of uh, you know transitioned to. And you started a music label called TM Music. <laughs> now, I know you, you've said that the label is not really making you much money, but who starts a label in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a problem with my character. I mean, it has nothing to do with the business. My, I mean, you, you know my background where, from where I've come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't sit idle, and that's mm-hmm. a problem. So I don't look at, uh, I don't try to look at uh, what can't happen for too long. I try to look at uh, what can be done. So the moment lockdown happened, twenty uh, second of March, I remember, and uh, three days before that, nobody had a clue. You know, mm-hmm. all of us. I mean, I was doing regular meetings. We had concerts lined up, and uh, things like that have happened so many times in the past. You know, so m- a lot of virus comes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I remember what is the name of the Ebola. You know, yeah. so many viruses came, and we keep on hearing in the news Nigeria may you. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. it, this happened there and all, but India is never affected by it. So, so was we, you know, we were under that impression. The moment lockdown happened, we said, oh, it's serious. Okay, now what to do? Mm-hmm. So the first thing was simple that secure yourself for one year. Uh, you know, this might take really, really long. How do you pay people? How do you ensure that everybody who's working with you uh, will be able to survive? That was the first thing which we sorted. I don't want to get into details, uh, uh, but you know that's that's the first thing. The moment that was done, we tried to figure out what can be done. Okay, so uh, music label. It's not that we never had a plan to do it. Uh, uh, if you if you look at uh, how a music label business has become today, uh, today you know when we are managing artists, uh, artists will not be able to grow until and unless they have their original content. Okay. And uh, there is there are two options. Either you uh, go after the film producers and music directors uh, and the big music labels for their songs. Either you do it yourself. So we said that, you know, we will continue to work with uh, everyone. But uh, what if they are not interested in our art? What if they are not interested in that kind of a music? We have to have and, something of our own. That's and also we there were no films music. happening, right? I mean, I think that's one thing that... Uh, yeah, also happened so, last year. I mean, films I which are... I, yeah, yeah. I remember I told Sorry. you uh, uh, last time when we spoke about one interview mm-hmm. uh, that it was an opportunity, it was mm-hmm. a compulsion, and uh, it. I mean, it was the only thing which we could have done. So we immediately started working on that, and we started releasing music uh, on Music Plus. Also, if you remember, we did a activity with Red FM called uh, Rise India Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it was an online activity which we did and we where we kind of uh, found out the people who were doing really, really good job during uh, mm-hmm. COVID to help people. And we are awarding them. A lot of artists came, performed there for them, spoke to them, had interaction. 
stuff like that and uh, uh, that's what it is so we tried to do and in truly comical uh, truly comical is a company which uh, which we formed not because of a plan uh, it happened uh, to us mm-hmm. so kapil sharma as you know is india's number one comedian and mm-hmm. uh, uh, he uh, he approached us two three years back and he happens to be my friend since like 15 years now uh from the time i used to consult laughter challenge way back in 2007 when he came uh, so tm talent management we have kind of focused on music only we have not been managing anybody else since uh, 10 years now uh so when he approached uh, that's the time when we thought let's let's listen uh, i don't want to not do that uh, managing live gigs of kapil sharma is an honor you know mm-hmm. uh, he's the biggest guy in comedy by far you know that in india mm-hmm. so we started a new firm so that we can justify our statement of being true to music that's we started that new firm so in the lockdown fortunately we were able to do a lot of digital gigs with other comedians mm-hmm. because the easiest thing uh, to happen in lockdown was the comedy shows because in the comedy yeah. you don't require a lot of setup you know yeah although it's a very difficult thing to do comedy in front of a screen trust me i mean yeah <laughs> every artist said the same thing to me that listen yaar what the hell is this you know we can't we can't look at a screen and do comedy how do how do the punches come on you know yeah uh, how do that interaction come on but still it was still i mean it was still doable so we did a lot of gigs uh, with other comedians in fact we did one with kapil as well where uh, flipkart uh, uh you know one of the uh, leading brand uh, leading e-commerce brand yeah. they wanted to do something for their internal uh, uh, audi- uh, internal employees and team members so we did a few activities like that so that's how i mean some opportunities somewhere here and there we were able to uh, yeah. pull yeah and so it was relatively easier for comedians in a way i guess right even though the experience was weirder i would and i yeah. would i would replace that word of easy to being less tough uh, not <laughs> yeah. easy at all <laughs> yeah 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 and i mean but the other thing that you know you uh, you started slipping like rightly said that uh, and a, a few of the people that are on the label or the releases that you've had so far are people who primarily work as in film and they work you know they they record music they sing for films and film production came to a standstill so this was another sort of avenue for them to also you know uh record more music put themselves out there and expand their audience which they, if because the more no movies were happening they would pretty much sort of be you know out of sight for the longest time uh you know so just so like a lot of people saying, yeah a lot of people Sorry. started a uh, music label amit and a lot of people yeah. released music uh, but uh, thanks to the digital expansion uh, it has become a democratic world now uh, yeah. somebody might claim i have 100 million 200 million but uh, uh, youtube has a global chart mechanism you know it's easier yeah. to find out so who is doing top and there are yeah. so many so many inspiring stories uh, mm-hmm. i just want to share one which i uh, called a few days back and shared with you uh, there is a song called bavan gachka daman okay yeah uh, which was released in october uh, 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 let me just accept uh, this i refuse that song it was sent by one of my friend to me and oh, okay uh, oh, that, oh oh <laughs> i didn't know that, that that song has become uh, the biggest haryan the most viewed haryanvi song ever in the history yeah. uh, currently while we are talking that song has 812 million views on mm. youtube yeah. uh, which is the 16th biggest uh, most watched song in india right now 
which yeah. is growing at a speed of 3 to 4 million every day which is on global charts for last 13 weeks yeah okay. yeah no And that song so that's one song i'm talking but there are so many songs i mean there are so many people who have grown out of nowhere who have uh, who are uh, who are who are not connected to the music industry who do not have access to you or me who do not have any pr strategy who do not have any digital strategy who do yeah. not have experts talking to them but they've become star that's the best news to come out of uh, uh, mm-hmm. this lockdown there are yeah. more than 50 50 such small and big stories where people have actually grown audiences uh, they have followers and once the lockdown is over uh, don't be surprised if you see a lot of big concerts happening with those artists and uh, bollywood might be completely unaware of them mm-hmm. but they yeah. will still sell sell tickets they will still have sponsorship and they'll still have uh, more views than anybody else so yeah yeah so there are some so, great things happened as well yeah and i'm glad you mentioned that song because you know uh you know the the three of us are i mean the four of us are talking here and uh you know the three of you uh have a huge like i said a, a very sort of wide range of perspective that you represent but there's still another world out there like the whole indian regional music uh scene which we are not representing here but it's this, this entire universe of its own and does these i mean if you look at the youtube charts uh i think about 50% of it or something must be indian regional music whether it's haryanvi or bhojpuri or punjabi you know all of it like punjabi is almost become mainstream now but like these other languages that you know uh, are doing so much business and we don't see that and you know i was very curious about the song uh 52 gajka daman and i asked around like how is the song become such a hit and somebody told me you know it's playing it all the parties and i was like what parties are happening <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic it's like it's being played at every party it's like okay but like it's happening in haryana no it's uh, haryana okay haryana obviously also also haryana is the new punjab please understand yeah. haryana is the new punjab but like how 15 years back people were shocked to see punjabi music being played in kerala and maharashtra uh you will please be sub, please don't be surprised after one year if you see haryanavi music getting played in uh, tamil nadu or yeah. uh, arunachal pradesh or anywhere else because it's the beat mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's, that's what i look at look at that even look at the south indian music with with enja and that enjami song enjami enjami like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 nuts like and forget about this i mean the song is great but look at the quality of the production like the video yeah. everything yeah, yeah. is just like but that, it's as if you're watching something straight out of the west but that like, rahman i mean it's it's ar rahman's uh, initiative So I think I'm that Indra sure, Anjami like, has got a. It's it's stories like that that like mm. are coming out that we would have probably never discovered otherwise. You know, like of that yeah. guy who was behind Arivu was behind that Arivu. song. So yeah, yeah. Um, and the, and you know, like there is music beyond what we know of as yeah. music. Yeah, um, and you know, and Arivu has been around the world now. Yeah, and Arivu has been around for a long time, and like it's just only now. Thanks, like that's the thing, right? Uh. i mean that's sort of staying outside of our discussion but somebody like him who has been around for a few years it takes an arrm man to come and start a company and then make this his first release and get his music out there and then suddenly everybody's talking about him i'm going to wrap up now because i think we've sort of you know we can we know each other we can sort of talk uh, you know for hours about all of this but uh, i do want to ask about the future uh, and the future whenever it does come around Uh, what are you excited about you know when finally we do get back on stage like all of you 
I am excited about traveling. I'm excited about uh, getting the smell of different places in the world. And because I I I love to do that. Uh, there is no, I mean, most of the cities I've we visited uh, to do concerts. I mean, that's that's what makes us who we are. You know how I think, how we operate, how we how we uh, look at the world, how we talk to people. So for me, traveling is something which is extremely important. I'm looking forward to just getting out of the city and just travel <laughs> for like three months nonstop. To you ask me honestly, yeah. yeah, I think I would I would have to second that. I mean, I think travel for me is leaving the country. I think since I was seventeen, I have this is the longest I've been in India in one stretch since I you was. You went 17. you went to a whole other planet called Goa in between. You can't complain. <laughs> yeah, but Goa, it was like literally a whole other planet. I would like to go to a different country maybe. But besides that, I think you know what I'm really excited about is that. You know, we have a lot of problems, and I don't know if you've really learned from what the pandemic tried to yeah. teach us. You know, mm. as, as human beings, as species mm. on this planet, I don't think yeah. we've learned anything. <laughs> But what I do, what I am kind of excited about is that because I mean, I work mainly with independent artists, and you know, obviously, uh, for me, artists discovering different streams of income, like you know, now mm. we're doing a publishing workshop, we're doing this. So for me, it's exciting because then I can kind of see. how i can help edu- for me education is very important to so kind of mm-hmm. d- delve into different avenues and have these artists kind of get you know excited about doing different things you know just beyond the live yeah. and okay we record a show and we do live and we take out a music video like there's so much out there they can do mm-hmm. you know and i i think that's for me i'm looking forward to that i mean silver lining and everything you know mm-hmm. who knows you know something some big great songwriters could come out of india okay get signed to downtown music publishing and i don't know be the next you know superstar who knows right so yeah. that's what i would like to see inshallah <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean pretty much the same i mean i think uh, most i mean like that same said i mean the stories you have from the road are things that you can't get any other way um whether it's the food eating at random dhabas on the highway or whether it's um you know literally like having a broken down car and um it being too cold and you not being able to make it to a gig in the states on tour and then having to bunch it up at the end of a tour which turns out to be the worst decision of your life um it's stories like that that you know you can't repl- replicate or replace yeah, with actually else. missing the bad um, stuff the bad experiences <laughs> yeah no no i mean i'm not talking about i don't today in hindsight i don't look at them as bad experiences i look at them as just life experiences and not at for all, me yeah. those things just can't can't be replaced any other way i thought the pentagram That's for 5 years and i know what i what i learned that way i don't think i could have ever experienced any other way whether it's the four whack guys that i was working with or whether it was just the amazing like time we had just doing what we were doing in front of real human beings whether it was college kids um and when we get back to touring hopefully actually where there's a lot more gigs happening and we actually have a lot more fans having an opportunity to choose between buying gigs which which show do i go to um, yeah. and that being an interesting experience for all of us because um right before the pandemic we did a we did a tour which was supposed to be landmark at that point but today when i look back i hope we can actually do 10 more with 10 more artists like that because mm-hmm. that's when we can actually call it a scene and we can actually call it like something of like size and value but Yeah. 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 So But I guess I that's, that's a beautiful point. You know what Anirudh hmm. said that 
I think people are, I mean, Zoom concerts don't do anything. So I yeah. think when we actually go back to festivals, I mean, you know, the vibe of a festival of concert, mm. I think people are, might start actually being more outgoing, like how we used to be maybe 10 years ago, you know, before getting like tired of going to shows and stuff like that. I no, feel I like mean, we just get more excited, you know, we're like, yeah. oh my God, let's go to all the shows, you know? Like, yeah, no, but I've been seeing that. I've been seeing that like, even venues, smaller venues that didn't basically get that much crowd before are getting more crowd now because I think people are just want to get out more. But, you know, like we said, uh, maybe that's, maybe we should wait a little while before we can really go back. And when we do, we'll be back bigger, better, faster and stronger. <laughs> so thanks to all of you for Amen this that. Uh, really uh, insightful, as always, uh, discussion. And yeah, yeah, and, and hope to see you at a gig soon. <laughs> and and thank you, Amit. And thank you, Amit. This has been a great conversation. You are a fantastic and expert commentator on the India music I, economy. And I can't agree more, Stone. So yes, yes. Very kind of you. I mean, we have three expert commentators, so my job was easy. <laughs> yeah, clear, clearly we have the superstars, the, the key yeah. stakeholders here in the room with us today. And you all offered some fantastic insights, and I appreciate your optimism. But I, I, I learned so much about the uniqueness of the music economy there in India and the unique challenges you all are facing. So so thank you so much for joining us thank today. You. It's really thank been you. a great conversation. I'm Storm Glore with Amplify Music and the University of Colorado Denver. In further sessions, we'll continue to talk to other communities throughout the world, and you can find more at amplifymusic.org forward slash communities. Thanks for listening. You have found one of our adventures now in the Marimel Podcast Network. You can find our shows everywhere that you listen to podcasts. We've got Amplify Music Conversations from the Amplify Music Conferences during the pandemic, Creative Innovators, and now Innovating Music. If you're interested in following up with us in any of these shows, please reach out on our websites, and you can find those in the show notes.